Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. It's a sunny and warm weekend, with the great British public out in their gardens, cooking barbecues, and with Glastonbury on the telly. And that's where you'll find Dave right now. He's got a gig on at the John Peel stage where he's debuting his new reggaeton band, inspired by the works of the late great Stoke City legend Hesse. So instead, you have me, Chris, to chat with you about the recent happenings in the Potteries. Well, Stoke have made six signings, but are they as hyped as a Stormzy set? Or are they as dour and miserable as a Daily Mail reader's take on a Stormzy set? To join me to discuss in person, uh, uh, no, to join me to discuss is a person whose hot takes will seem tepid compared to the weather this weekend. And that is certainly saying more about the weather than it is his hot takes. He is your favourite account to argue with on Twitter. He is Expected Kilns, Sussex Stokey. He is Tom Thrower. And how are you, Tom? I'm good. Yeah, this is my first podcast with different hats on because I thought, what what, what does the world need? More Twitter accounts, <laughs> especially analytical ones. More, more Stoke accounts. We've seen a height of those this year, this summer, which is, you know, that's it's great. I'm glad that... People are getting content out, but there's lots. Let me ask your your stats based expected kilns, uh, inspired by Blades Analytic, maybe the famous person. Is your aim to get a job at Peterborough? Yeah, uh, isn't that everyone's aim? I yeah, that's definitely what I I sat there and I thought, oh yeah, because I, I probably made it on about the same day as he got the job at Peterborough. I was sat there thinking, I want some of that 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 posh cake. Get me in. <laughs> Posh cake. Excellent. Well, that's well. Well, before you know, you get signed up by some football league team for your your stats. I'm hoping to uh, pillage your brain for talk about the six new signings that Stoke have brought. Because as we were saying before, we pressed the record button. Uh, I'm really excited about these players for no reason other than they sound like mediocre championship players and for some reason that makes me quite quite giddy i'm hoping you can bring some some evidence while we're discussing these players um no pressure whatsoever <laughs> you're putting a lot on me there to, to make these let's, <laughs> not let's be i mean if we've been honest you could make it up and i don't know if people will check so <laughs> so we could try shall we um shall we shall we before we before we go through the players, then um, how how have you found it so far this summer? Like, because people were getting really stressed out that we hadn't signed people, and then we like all the players who have signed, everyone knew they'd signed, but there was that massive delay, and then we announced everyone on, on one day. Were, were you stressed out by that? Did you have faith that the deals were happening? What, what how did you feel? I'd say because it was it was it, it was the Tuesday one it when we announced everyone. I was probably fine until the Monday. And then I was like, the Monday ended, and I was like, C- "Come on, just just grow up, just announce them, and we'll move." I didn't. I've. I've. I don't know. It's always nice to have. Uh, well, it's just very stoked to have something where, where you've got sort of Tony Scholes coming out and being like, "Oh yeah, we can't sign, uh, can't can't announce any free transfers until a certain date." Well, we announced Darren Fletcher on the first of bloody <laughs> like May or something. So that's been, yeah, I haven't been too stressed out by it, which is nice. <laughs> what I liked is that they did the interview with Tony Scholes and then they clearly did the same same day. They did like a pre and post announcement interview with him where, because he's wearing the exact same clothes, it's clearly been done like, right, right, that's that one now. Right, we'll do one as if we've just signed the players then. Tell us about <laughs> them, Tony, which I thought was 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 really a nice homage really to uh, a nice homage to the Spurs Mauricio Pochettino new player sign uh, new new contracts <laughs> for the, all the players yes that was that was good <laughs> that's it, it it was it was let's let's um let's go through these six players then uh, cuz there's quite a few things to get through i guess and a few questions from people we'll start with um the only player who's cost us a transfer fee. I know that they cost all free transfers cost us money, Tom. I'm not going to fall into that <laughs> trap. I know how much it gives you ire. Um, uh, Liam Lindsay uh, for 2.25 million, 23 year old defender from Barnsley, uh, who got promotion last year. Uh, 83 appearances for them, um, and the usual Barnsley fans 
gave it that, well, we don't need him anyway. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, so he must be all right because you wouldn't get that bitter thing. I seem to remember us all hating Anoutovic when he left. And he got, yeah, because yeah. he was awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Liam Lindsay, 23-year-old player, the youngest of the, the bunch that we've signed so far. Um, wh- what do you think of this guy? Is he going straight in the team? Is he... who's Where's he playing? Or what side of the defence? What does he bring to us, Tom? He's... Um, I, I suspect he'll go straight in because he seems to... I've done a bit on this and there will be a bit on this out relatively soon. I've written something about Liam Lindsay. Um, he seems to have been brought in to be like a progressive player from defence. So he's been brought in to be good, because he is good at getting the pitch, uh, getting the ball up the pitch, either by... He doesn't mind a long pass, which is fine, and he seems to be quite good at them. He gets gets the ball forward, but he also also quite uh, attractively does a little slalom and goes through a few players carries the ball out from the back. Um, he was sort of at the top. I think he was the best progressive uh, centre-back in the uh, League One, as stats go, last season. But he was definitely up there, and it's definitely something that Stoke are lacking at the minute because I think that's where like the origin of all the booing comes from is because our, <laughs> our centre-backs aren't very good at um, getting the ball forward. And I sort of... I stumbled across it as I was thinking it and thought to myself, oh yeah, maybe that's why Ryan Woods went off because um, looking at championship defenders, Woods is old centre-backs who play behind him, um, Barbe and Mepham, who's now at Bournemouth, but were both at, at Brentford with Woods, were both sort of two of the best progressive centre-backs in the championship. So I think it's more sort of a case of Ryan Woods has gone from that to like Ashley Williams in a kind of low on confidence Ryan Shawcross and suddenly instead of those two like carrying the ball forward or, or pinging a pass up the line they're just getting the ball kicked back at him and it all sort of spiralled from there <laughs> so I think Lindsay is the solution from that and he's he seems obviously um, weird to not talk about this as a defender but he's very solid defensively doesn't seem to be any problems that I can see so yeah I like Lindsay a lot and at, and at 23 years old you would assume that He's got his his best years ahead of him. He's he's only gonna improve and and get some of the potential that he's that he's uh, apparently got. Um, you'd you'd think that he's one for the future as well as one for the immediate. It brings us on to um, friend of the pod F S C F C Jace's question. Who he says who's going to be dropped for Lindsay? Now, I mean, immediately I'm like. Shawcross, surely, because he's... I mean, we, we got Danny Bart, and that's a player that Jones wanted. It, I don't know. Is it? Is I'm assuming we're playing a diamond system this year, because that's... You, what you'd hope so, wouldn't you? you? You would, but I imagine there's room for flexibility with three defenders, as we've seen him seen him go to. But... If we're if we're assuming we're playing a diamond, then who is dropped for Lindsay to come in? Yeah, it's probably... Well, it, it depends on who you uh, would consider to be our first choice centre backs, but I suspect it'll be Bart and uh, Lindsay because Lindsay's a left-sided. I don't know if he is left-footed. I swear I've read somewhere that he's right-footed, but from watching him kick balls into boxes, which I've been doing for the past <laughs> few days, he's, he looks quite left-footed to me. Um, so he's definitely a left-sided defender, and Jones has said uh, again that he's a left-sided defender. I don't know what's going to happen with Bruno. Because um, I was expecting him, because we signed Lindsay, I was expecting him to be one of the players who were going to get moved on. But he seems to have started pre-season at the same time as everyone else, and looks to be involved. So I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting time. And we, I mean, we'll we'll go on to we'll that we'll have a chat about who we think is going to be leaving and stuff before. Before the end, we'll move on to the other Barnsley player we brought in then, which is Adam Davies. He was on a free, the 26-year-old goalkeeper. 184 appearances for Barnsley. Um, Nathan Jones was bigging up about he feels that we should have three quality goalkeepers in the side, um, which seems excessive. And, and <laughs> It's not like you can play them all at once, Nathan. I don't know what you're, what you're banging on about. Um I was going to say it looks like surely this is Butland going, but it's not 
really the the rumours aren't there, are they? And you'd expect them to be. Um, Adam Davies is he in as is he playing? Is he a backup keeper? What what have we what have we done there? I think I think he might be quite livid if uh, Butland ends up staying and he ends up sitting on our bench all season, sort of because he's been at Barnsley since he was small and he's their captain and he's come up and they finally got promoted and then he's gone. Oh yeah, no, I will go to Stoke and play under a, a progressive thinking manager. Oh, oh no, oh, oh no, I'm on the bench behind an England goalkeeper. Yeah, problematic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this three goalkeeper stuff. I mean, all power to Nathan Jones if he like wants that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I have like a good one, an old one, and a young one. Um, you may it might be like you know how traditionally clubs have got keeper for the league, keeper for the cups. It might be that he's doing keeper for the cups, keeper for midweek games, keeper for the weekend games. You know that might be what he's yeah, it could be what he's planning. Yeah, but uh, it does seem it, no, it does seem very weird that he would come in and not be a first choice keeper. Like, where well, as you say, why would you? I know yeah. he's left Barnsley on a free, but... He, I, they definitely have offered him a contract, just... haven't they? It's not like they've gone, oh, sorry, we can't we can't afford to keep you around now that we've been promoted. <laughs> you would assume. Um, so, I mean... He seems a good... Then, he seems, he is, does is seem... He's going. When... Um, yeah. I, I, Dave... <laughs> <laughs> Communication <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, hopefully, hopefully that won't be the Stoke defence hey, in a few weeks to good, come. Good, good, nice. Um, go on, sorry. No, you were going to say about Davies. He, he seems a solid keeper. Um, again, another one where there doesn't seem to be sort of any glaring flaws, which you kind of hope if we'd brought him in as a first choice. Um, did good with Barnsley. Did I think he outperformed his post-shot expected goal, which I can do a quick explanation of. So it's a bit different to expected goal because this time you factor into where the ball's going so like it's going in the top corner that's much more likely to be a goal than if it was going straight in the middle Um, and Davis overperformed that I think there was only a few keepers in league one who outperformed him and they sort of were clubs lower down in the league who were facing an absolute shed load of shots that you'd sort of expect to keep out so yeah, if Butland does leave, I think we've got a totally capable replacement, especially in the Championship. Well, that's and that's always good to hear because the, I mean, Jack Butland is quality, and the the worry was him going. Would we be able to find an ad, an adequate replacement? Um, Davies comes in with a decent reputation from the the Barnsley fans that I know, so here's here's hoping that. One, he plays, <laughs> and in that case, two, we get a decent sum for Jack Butland. The one thing I wouldn't have wanted, and I think we said this like last season, I wouldn't have wanted Jack Butland to go for us to not have a keeper in to replace him and then be in the market for one and all these teams seeing that we've had a nice price for Jack Butland and then raising the price on all the goalkeepers. I'm glad we've kind of sorted that, that out. Should we move on to uh, Jordan Cousins, who came from... QPR on a free, uh, 25-year-old midfielder. Jones has spoken relatively highly of him and sees him sitting at the base of midfield, which is nice. Is he... I mean, we have quite a few midfielders, don't we? This is... what. Yeah, and and this this is weird because this is a player who doesn't come with this glowing reputation. I saw a, quite a few QPR fans be like, "Yeah, good luck with that one." <laughs> um, well, yeah. What do we think with this one? I uh, yeah, I, I mean, stats wise, he is not so good, but I think that might be something to do with the fact that he has played like as a right winger and played for QPR, who were crap <laughs> this season, really, apart from sort of a two-month spell in November and December. Um, Yeah, oddly, bizarrely, I think this is the one I'm most excited about just because I find something (laughs) interesting about this player who a manager sees as different to all other managers, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think Cousins has played defensive midfielder in professional senior football. (laughs) 
but Jonesy <laughs> reckons he can do it because he played there in the under twenty ones at Charlton with him. So, I mean, yeah, go on then. And on the lots of midfielders, I've seen a lot of this. Um, some people mentioned that we seem to have loads of midfielders. We do have quite a lot of midfielders, but it is worth remembering that we are playing four central midfielders every game, provided we play the diamond system. So we do need lots of midfielders. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and with it being a free, I can't imagine he's on a massive contract. If it goes wrong, it, it goes wrong. So yeah, fun. That's what this one is. It's the fun transfer. <laughs> the fun transfer. Does it... Does it mean the end for Ryan Woods in the team? A question from at SCFC underscore Dom says, can we fit Woods into this squad at all? I honestly believe that if we use him correctly, then on his day, he is one of the best in the league. Now, I, I agree. I was a fan of Woods before he joined us, and I was disappointed with how he how he was last season, mainly because I don't think he was given a chance. As you say, he wasn't supported in in defence. Um but Cousins coming in, is it a case of Woods will rotate that role or does this signal the end for Woods? How do we feel? I Yeah, I am i don't think Ryan Woods will be here come the start of the season. I'd be surprised just because I feel like, I don't think Jones thinks he's a bad player, but I don't think he's what Jones wants and I don't necessarily know what that is yet because we haven't seen enough of what <laughs> Jones is going to play with us to work that out. Um, and I think on top of that, Woods is sort of one of the only players in the squad, I'd say, whose stock is just as high as it was when he came in. So I think people will acknowledge that he's had a tough time um, here and it hasn't quite worked out, but that doesn't mean he's any less of a player. So he can get moved on, whereas someone like, oh, let's pluck a random centre, Joe Allen, um, <laughs> might not be sold for what we could have sold him for last summer because people might have noticed that he didn't light the championship up or anything like that. So, but that, yeah, I still think Woods, I, I agree with sort of the underlying premise of the question that Woods is a very good footballer and I just that, that Sheffield Wednesday game um, when we threw away a two 0 lead. I've never seen mm. someone sort of control the midfield like that since Zonzi. It was beautiful, but yeah, I don't know what's going on with Woods. It just hasn't worked out really. Yeah, and I mean, you can certainly say that he he wasn't the only one who suffered in that early period of the of this of the season. Um, that there was there was quite a few players who didn't get glowing reviews and it would be nice to see him get another another chance and oddly he did he did play in the last game of the season didn't yeah, he yeah started think. yeah so i don't know i don't know what that was about um who knows i i feel equally it's one of those players who he could could be here he may go back to brentford you just you just don't know um but at least if he did, people wouldn't get confused between him and Sam Clucas. Because <laughs> people still get confused. Um, Shall we move on to uh, Lee Gregory, 30-year-old forward, came from Millwall, <laughs> 64 goals, 204 appearances, although it's not his goal record that uh, Millwall fans loved him for. It was his tenacious uh, chasing of the ball. Colonel Pedantic on Twitter says, is Gregory going to be the new super Johnny Walters? That is certainly the reputation he's coming in with. Um, is he a first choice striker? Is this a rotation option for for us in the in from Jones? What are we what are we thinking about about Greg's it, as I'm now calling him? You've, you've missed out the most important thing. He's quite good looking. I mean. <laughs> he was one of those ones in the in the photos. I think Joe Joe said it on Twitter, didn't he? That it looked like a a B lineup for Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, we can review, <laughs> after after this, if you like, we could we can rate them in terms of looks. We can do it, and and you can tell us which one you wish to couple up with. <laughs> uh, it will be great. So apart from him being dashingly good looking, 
uh, and ready to go into Casa Amor at any moment. Um, what, what do we think of him? Yeah, uh, that is something that's come across in all of the people who've commented on this, who like know their stuff about the championship, they're not the top 20 lads, or the lads like that, have said pressing in every single description. It's been there every single time. Um, so I think that's nice to have someone who's going to really implement Jones's ideas from the front. Um, his goal-scoring ability is a... Not goal-scoring ability. His finishing is a little bit suspect. Um <laughs> His championship uh, expected goals per 90 is 0.39, but his goals are only 0.24. So he he um, he underperforms his XG. So he's not the best finisher in the world. But again, I don't know if that's something that could be worked on, that we could get over, etc. Um, 30 is quite old compared to some of the other ones. But again, almost exactly like Super Johnny Walters because he started his career, uh, started his senior professional career sort of in non-league. Um, they tend to sort of have a longer shelf life than players who like are starting playing senior football at the age of 19 in the Championship or the Premier League or something because of the the, the the less training and the less strain on their body and stuff. So, yeah, he's good. I don't think, I don't know if there's a first choice anyone, really. <laughs> I, I think it's all open to play for in pre-season which I think is what's exciting about everything that it seems like everyone is going to have to fight for their place so I don't know if he'll be but I'm sure he'll get plenty of game time this season Um, there's a lot of football to be played and I'm sure he'll contribute he seems a very dependable (laughs) bloke yeah and we've I mean some will say that we've certainly missed that type of figure in the squad since John Walters left. Um, certainly none of our current strikers have pulled up any trees in recent seasons. So, I mean, do you think we need another another striker while we're here? Or do you think people need to move out? I mean, we still don't know what's going on with Saido, whether he's staying or going or going to prison. So... <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think he's going to prison. I can say that. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen for a drink driving offence. <laughs> uh, but but they bloody should, shouldn't they? <laughs> hey hey. Yeah, Daily Mail. Sido's um, had Sido's had enough punishment because he got dropped today by Burundi. He was their captain oh and got dropped, and they've been knocked out of Afcon with zero goals, zero points. Less than. That's that's not a not a good thing for the returning Berahino. No. Do you think do you, the strikers we've got then? Who's who? Who do you go with next season? Because I genuinely don't know. I thought a phobie, but I don't, what do we do? <laughs> People will probably say Gregory, but purely because he's a new element and they don't know. Like, oh, he's new. We'll throw him in. I think it might end up being something really weird, where it's a bit horses for courses kind of thing so you could have any variety of it you could have Vokes and a phobie starting one week because a team play a certain way and then we're playing against a more possession from the back kind of side so Jones wants better pressers so Greggy comes in did I say Greggy then Greg. Greggy, yeah, <laughs> good, yeah, good old yeah, Greggy. This is you. You've got pet names for him. We think yeah. he's the most handsy person going into the Love Island villa. We, we could have pet names for Greggy if you like. That's cool. No slip of the tongue, Gregory coming in to yeah. press a back line, and I think um, hopefully, fingers crossed, Campbell plays a role and could even oh, gosh. bust into yes. the side. Yeah, he exists. He is there. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd, I'd forgotten we had Vokes. So <laughs> I'm glad you've just reminded me of that. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that sounds quite exciting. And of course, moving on, we've now got, according to Transfer Marked, a second striker in Nick Powell, who is on a free, only 25 year, years old. And I know that they said this in his, in his really, really fucking awkward interview. <laughs> it was really awkward. Like, I just, I don't know if anyone... I would recommend everyone go and watch his like welcome to the club interview because it's just I don't know if it's the questions I don't know if it's just Nick Powell 
being awkward. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but in a way of like, you know, when you enjoy The Office. Yeah, I was... Because <laughs> it's just really awkward. But they they alluded to the fact that he is only 25 and he's been seemingly been around for ages. Um, I did really like, by the way, when they said, um, just on that interview... Uh, they asked him, "Oh, you've you've had high praise from people like Sir Alex Ferguson. That must must really, you know, fill you with confidence." And he turned around and was like, "No, no, actually, it's awful having to live up to that type of thing." And, and I'm like, "Do you know what? That's kind of refreshing to hear." And I'm really happy that he didn't just go with a generic, "Yeah, yeah, it's great to hear that." Um, Nick Powell comes in with an exciting reputation, doesn't he, Tom? Yeah, he does. He, uh, he he's something that I quite like. That I think sort of proper football people, maybe your dad, for example, um, don't like. He comes in with a reputation for being quite a challenging individual, and not in a Sido Berahino going out um, redacted. Let's not get sued, um, <laughs> etc. He sort of. From what people have said, what Paul Cook said, he's challenging on the training ground. He wants to know why you want him to do that. He will oh. say, I think this is a better idea. And Jones strikes me as the kind of manager that that will work really, really well with. It's sort of, I think Jones seems to be the kind of manager where if a player is willing to buy into him and engage with him, he can really improve them. And it's clear that. We don't have a number 10 who does the thing that Jones wants from his number 10s. Um, so it's something that I think I noticed at the end of last season, but I wasn't necessarily sure. And now that we've signed Powell, I'm a bit more sure about. I think Jones is really against this um, idea of a number 10 dropping off um, and coming back into midfield. Whereas sort of the traditional thinking from Spain, so it's definitely something that's in Bojan's game, is that a number 10 or even a striker playing uh, as a false nine deliberately drops off and deliberately moves away to disrupt the opposition? I don't think Jones wants that. And from looking at how Powell plays at Wigan, there's a lot less of that dropping back. It is a lot more like the sort of the old fashioned number 10, um, like Eric Cantona kind of thing, where his movement is normally forwards rather than backwards. He's normally running in behind, running off the other striker. Um, Powell, if we can keep him fit and get firing how Jones will want us to be firing, could quite easily be one of the best players in the Championship next season. That's strong, strong praise indeed. And he'll hate the fact I've said that. He will, he will. Let's... Don't listen to this podcast, Nick. (laughs) Run away. Do you... I mean, the big complaint, I think, last season was that we just didn't really get the ball in the box. We, we, I, mean, I thought, especially in the last few games, we were relatively competent in possession, but it we, we didn't seem to have any real urgency and actually getting the ball into any good position in the final third was a bit, a bit, a bit tricky, let's say. Um, I, I don't know anything about Powell's stats. Is he, is, is he a player who will link up play very well at the front? Is he, or is he more of a, a second striker, he is running onto the ball in those positions. Like, what What will he bring? He's a, he's a goal scorer, is probably okay. the best way to describe him as a number 10. His passing stats are, um, as... Oh, who said it? I can't remember. Someone said it on Twitter, that his passing stats are quite um, Charlie Adam-esque. He's, oh, he's yeah. He's not he's not going to be playing loads of intricate passes, although that doesn't mean he can't play an intricate pass. Um, but he's definitely a high-volume shooter, which I'm sure everyone will be quite happy with, just to have someone who just gets a shot off, which is something the squad massively lacks at the minute. Yeah, definitely. And and if he's replacing Charlie Adam, then more shots the better <laughs> from anywhere, really. Um, he cer- Nick Powell certainly seems to be the player who, Liam Lindsay aside, maybe, he's the one that oh really piqued my interest. Um, I do think that yeah, as you say, if he if he comes off as a if if he reaches in a bit of his potential, he could be a really good player for us. It does beg the question. Jones has said he wants two players for each position. Nick Powell then is in that attacking midfield role. Bojan or Ince then as the other in that role. And I think it's Ince, isn't it, with Bojan not uh, having joined the first team training yet. 
I think that's probably the end for Bojan, which I, I, I think I'm okay with now. I couldn't go through what happened to him last season again. That would be <laughs> way too much. And I think it's nice for Jones too, because I don't think he's like Rowett, where he really hated the fact that, like, like he... I think Jones hated the fact that there was this Bojan problem with the fan, not problem, but a demand for Bojan from the fans, but not in the same way as Rowett did. I think Jones hated that Bojan couldn't be the player he wanted him to be because he would have been more than happy to get him involved as he did as much as he could, I think. Um, whereas Rowett just seemed to hate everyone. What a grumpy git he was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm. Go it's Ince probably, and Ince sort of has a bit more of a creativeness to him, a bit more passing focus than Powell. So again, I think it's different options in the same position, mm. which Jones likes. I mean, I do. I I gotta say, I wasn't impressed with Ince in that position when he played there last season. Um, certainly isn't his his natural thing, but then. I weren't impressed with him when he played on the wing either, so he is hoping for a better season from Tom Ince. Um, final signing then, signed on a different day to the other five, a day after, in fact. Ooh, how how crazy <laughs> the team is. Um, Stephen Ward, 33-year-old left-back from Burnley. 33-year-old, I hear you say, that's a bit old, isn't it? And that was my concern as well. But a one-year rolling deal is okay. Well... Yeah, is it a rolling deal? I think it's a rolling deal. Nathan Jones says he's worked with him before at Brighton and says he's a technically good player. The worrying thing that he said was that, oh, him and McLean know each other well. Um, whoa, does that mean that they're both going to be playing in... What are you saying? What are you saying, Nathan? Is Stephen Ward's <laughs> our first-choice left-back? I kind of hope not, because that's, that's an alarming thing. Um this is the one that alarmed me the most as a signing. Um, is he going to come in and be like Glenn Johnson in his first season with us and really surprise us? I don't know. Tom, reassure me that he's okay. I uh, I was exactly this. I was chilled out about this deal. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, makes sense. Back up, left back, and then he said that thing about McLean, and I was like. But Nathan, McLean's a, a winger, and if they're both yeah. playing in the team together, that means you're not playing your diamond. Oh God, what's going to happen next season? It's gonna be it's gonna be next season all over again. QPR are gonna batter us on the first day. Uh, um yeah, no, probably don't need to worry about it that much. I'd be surprised if Ward plays lots and lots of games. I think he's one of those ones who's been brought in because he's a good character. And also, if he does need to be used, he's not going to um, spontaneously combust on the pitch, <laughs> uh, as as some of our defence have been prone to do recently. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with Ward as our backup left-back than I am with Bruno Martins Indy as our backup left-back, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because he is a left-back. Yeah, rather than rather a centre-off than... stuck there. Yeah. And, and on a, a season deal... Um, you can't really go too wrong with that. If it doesn't work out, we we've not really lost too much. Um, it's better than giving him a multi-year deal like we did with James McLean, because that's madness to me. Um, it's it, they're interesting, an interesting bunch of signings. Um, at Stokey twenty three says, who is the most underrated signing of the bunch then? And then Andy Corden, at Andy Corden, said, who do you think will make a real impact? It's kind of difficult to to say, isn't it? Um, I'll let you go first. Who do you think is the most underrated signing? Probably Lindsay. Uh, because, I mean, also something we didn't mention, Barnsley have a bit of a pedigree for fantastic young centre-halves. I mean, <laughs> Stones, Mawson, I'm missing one. Crap, who am I missing? Can't remember. Next. Um, but yeah, they 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 do they do good centre halves, especially young ones. Um, yeah, yeah. Lindsay most underrated. It, it it was Roberts, was it? Is that his name, the Barnsley defender? Uh, Mark Roberts. Yeah, he went to Birmingham. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just googled that quickly. He yeah, and it's funny that you say he, Lindsay's the underrated one because he's the one that. We've actually spent a bit of transfer fee on to get. 
Um, it's, but I, I think I kind of agree. I think he's he's a player who is making a making a step up. Really, I know the I know Davies also came from League One as well, but you do kind of feel like he this is a player who is young and is on that um, upward trajectory, which is something we spoke about last year. We wanted players who were going up in their career rather than players who were who were coming back down. Um, I think. I mean, you've kind of made me excited about Jordan Cousins a little bit. I'm interested to see where that goes. What about the player who will have a real impact? Is that the same, really? Uh, no, or... I think I'd go Powell there, depending on his grenade of a hamstring that can go off at any moment. Um, but also, I'd I'd probably put Cousins there because I'm just excited about Jones turning him mm-hmm. into this player and suddenly everyone's like, oh, that's Jordan Cousins. He used to be a winger at QPR and wasn't that good. Oh, but now he's a holding midfielder at Stoke and he's great. <laughs> that just sounds fun. I mean, fingers crossed that that is, that, that Jones is some visionary genius who sees things that that QPR haven't at all. Um, but yeah, you know, they all really liked Jeff Cameron last year, didn't they? And he's just a... <laughs> Is he is he gone now? Has he gone, or is he still with he's, us? <laughs> he, he's still with us in that <laughs> sense. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I meant it. Has he gone on? Has he been released? No, like, I, I don't he's, even know. he's still. I think he's still on the books. But again, I think he's one of those ones who didn't go on international duty and hasn't come back to training yet. So, <laughs> and Mason Holgate was who I forgot. That's who I was thinking. Oh, of, of. course, of course, yeah. of course. They've had some good players down, down in Bank, specifically so. ball playing um, centre backs. So yeah, good fun on that. Yeah, of course. Um, well, then uh, Jeff, Jeff still he was out on loan this season. Lots of other people have been on loan. What is there place for the loan boys in the squad anymore? No. Who's go? No, none. Um, Not even any of them. No, there's, there's one. I think, and I don't really know. Well, I, I do know why, and I'll tell you why. I think it's going to be Badu. I think he, I think Jones really likes him. Um, and on the other side of it, I think Stoke recognise again that he's a player whose value, who's who's retained his value since we signed him. He he was good for us, and then he's had a fine season with um, Galatasaray. But I think no one's going to be prepared to pay the fee we feel we can justly demand for him. And also because of the quality of player he is, I think Jones is quite keen on keeping him. And I think it's going to happen because Jones specifically mentioned him and Etebo as players who have got to come back from AFCON, which I just okay. sort of was a bit like, oh, I find it weird that he's specifically mentioned a player who's never been at the club while he's been there. And there was all of these rumours about meetings with agents and talking stuff so Badu has a chance the rest of them are goners thankfully and throw Jufi in there as well I think Mame's probably moving on to Pastures New too yeah I don't think that would be such a bad thing for him um Peters Jones isn't fussed on him is he I think Charlie Adam was saying that on Twitter was banging on about, oh, they've got a left-back, his name's Eric Peters. That's how he sounds in my head, <laughs> Charlie. Um, he, but he's not he's not around, is he? He's gone. Yeah, I think he's going back to Omion, or however you say that French club's name. I think they quite like they? Do they have an equivalent of the Real Housewives there? I don't know where it where where is it in France because I imagine like there's got to be something in relation to like the south of France. Like the Riviera, there is that show on Sky Atlantic oh, called surely. called the Riviera, but I don't think it's not the Real Housewives of the <laughs> Riviera, though, is it? <laughs> no, it isn't. And he was such, had such an impact on that. Show. He, he he played a pivotal role. I I think that was the I best thing see, he might have done was, in Stoke Colours. He, he wasn't even in Stoke Colours. That's the best bit. Um, <laughs> I only saw that one clip of him. I don't know if he was on it regularly or if it was just that one time. Um, bless him. Look at us. Talk, we're talking about Real Housewives of uh, of Cheshire. We're talking about Love Island. This is where you come for your Stoke gossip, yeah. but also ITV too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've 
We, we, I mean, we've mentioned Bojan. He's another one who's who's in Spain, and uh, he, is he going to the MLS or to a Spanish club? I don't see him coming back either, and I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, I've I've made peace with it. Um, I cried a bit like I did at the end of Toy Story Four today, um, and felt the same level of emotion. But like, I'm not going to spoil it for you, Tom. I promise. Please, you. please but don't. It, but. As I explained to my three-year-old, who also was very emotional, it was sad. It, but 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 it was also also a good ending, wasn't it? It's not it's not like God. Could you imagine if Toy Story three had ended with them all just actually going into that furnace? It's not like that ending. That would have been a bad it ending. A, it would have been a dark dark ending. It. I'm I'm kind of accepting of Bowie Ad going. Jesus, Dave. How does Dave do this? How does he do podcasts? So, so is that what it is? We need the the nice Bojan move to the MLS where he goes and wins like the MLS and like Player of the Season, but just stays there because he's happy and that's that's all that he cares about. Yeah, he's just yeah. yeah. And 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 in this scenario, we are Andy going off to university, and we are, you know, oh, it's sad, but that he's in the hands of Bonnie now. Yeah, yeah. In the this Toy Story three, I'm not spoiling Toy Story four for anyone. Don't worry. Um, yeah, we it, it needs to happen surely, because he's he's he. I mean, he's not old, but he needs to have a season of actually playing football, which he's been sporadic the last few years. If you love someone, let them let them free. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> <Yeah>. Frozen <laughs> <quite> tick. It's <laughs> another <laughs> pop culture reference on the. Oh, we yeah, it was good. That well done. We tried to watch Frozen yesterday in in a in a like a subconscious way of trying to keep cool, but it didn't work. Oh. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for this. This is oh my god. Um, we we we've got. A few other questions then we'll just quickly cover before we go um at m forbes 37 so this is quite a big question it came in two parts on twitter uh, but i'd like to get your opinion on it tom um he says did the club learn the wrong lessons from transfer failings incomings didn't fail because they were expensive and or their nationality they failed due to a lack of proper scouting and assessment and and or analysis so the lesson isn't get players on a free from the UK. The lesson is to conduct a thorough evaluation and audit of transfers to identify failures, uh, failure points that led to, i.e. Uh, paying £80 million for Kevin Vimmer. The lesson is identify market inefficiencies and exploit them. And yet, here we are, waiting on any sign of a player with pace and a quality left-back. Now, interestingly, that's the end of his question, but... Um, it got said in the week, oh, it looks like Nathan Jones is building a core of British players and people like Liam Lawrence came out and said, yeah, this is great, this is great, we need British core. Um, are we learning the wrong lessons from the from transfer failures? Is this... I've, I've seen... It's interesting. I've seen a lot of people on social media not happy with how we've conducted this business. So I'd say if our policy was to just recruit British players or players who've played in currently play in Britain, um, then then that would be a bad thing. That would be not very sensible. But I think, and it was Skulls who came out and said that. I think he's being a bit oversimplistic with what the policy is because if you look at, so first off, um, it's acknowledged by all of the professionals who do the job of recruiting, all the stats people who say actually. The most important thing after you've rigorously gone through the stats, picked your players, drawn up a shortlist, watched them, scouted them, is to do the the due diligence on them and know what type of character, if they'll gel, if they'll have problems settling in the location, etc, etc, which is a problem and which is something Stoke need to learn from. And if you look at our players... So, so, if you recruit just from the UK, that's much easier to do that bit too because you probably have a network of people who you can ask those questions to um, and get good answers from and know that you can trust their answers, etc. And if you specifically look at the players we've recruited, their players Jones either has a history with, um, so Cousins being a great example, Ward being a great example, or players apart from Powell who he's sort of already had an eye on I'd suspect Luton would have pushed for I don't know some of the players we would have pushed for Lee Gregory would have pushed for 
Adam Davis, Liam Lindsay, if Jones had stayed there, etc. He's seen these players develop in League One whilst playing against them and sort of, I imagine, can build up some kind of understanding himself of what kind of players these like. So I agree with the premise of the question that if, it, if we were just recruiting British players because they were British, then that would be a problem and we'd have failed to learn our lessons. But I don't think that's what's happened. No, fair enough, fair enough. What about the fact that there's a real fetish of pace on social media? Um, there, there, it's The complaint is the signings we've got, there's no signing of pace. And certainly pace was a big word in the in the part, latter parts of last season. Um, what are we what are we missing in regards to to pace, Tom? What is what's that all about, eh? I I don't know really. I'm not necessarily one of these people who's I don't know just to get a bit wider. And I'm not having a go at anyone. This is totally fine. But I feel like FIFA has made people a lot more <laughs> pace focused because pace on FIFA is really good. It makes you it makes it much easier to win games. It does. But there's a there's a reason why Cameron Jerome was a sought after player. Let yeah, me tell you could get rid of him on Ultimate Team for a fair few fair few coins or whatever the currency was called. Um, is called. <laughs> so yeah, and I also find it like a lot of people seem to say this with this kind of idea that we've had pet, like had really quick players before, but if I sit and think about really quick players we've had in the last decade, we had what. Victor Moses, um, Michael Kitely, Cameron Jerome. <laughs> like the players I remember as very good Stoke players, I wouldn't necessarily nail pace onto or acceleration, which I think is mm. more what people are on about rather than quickness because Eric Peters was apparently one of the quickest players in the Premier League, but not over 10 metres, over 100 metres. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's the ability to burst past a player that I think people are, are wanting. We certainly didn't have too much of that last season. And and the only player who, who did was Tom Ince, and that was sporadic at best. Go on. I think, yeah, like- I know, I do have a point on this. I think if you pay attention to certain players when Jones comes in, and I think this is what it's got to do, I think it's got a lot to do with confidence because it's all well and good being able to accelerate quickly, but if you don't trust yourself or your teammates to be there to help you out or to back yourself to do the move. But specifically, go back and watch Tom Edwards against Norwich. Go and watch the long YouTube thing and just watch Tom Edwards. Mm -hmm. He looks very, very fast because he's willing to move past players. He's willing to sprint out forward in defence to press someone and obviously then have to track them back if they go past him. So... I mean, I don't, I don't know how quick everyone is. I'm not. I haven't got a speed gun. I'm not paying attention to everyone. <laughs> but I suspect we will look quicker as a team because of our tempo, because of our confidence. If Jones gets what he wants into the players in pre-season. Okay, fair enough. Well, then, final question then for you, Tom. Um, what do we? still need to get in the market is business done or is there areas that we still need to to improve upon what would be your uh, key areas to focus on now if there is any left back uh we we need to go and dump a load of cash on a really really good left back um i really wanted us to sign jada silver from chelsea but he stayed at bristol and i got sad about that until we announced all of our signings um <laughs> were you sad like at the ending of Toy Story 3 <laughs> yes well no because I because in this scenario my my Jada Silver toy had gone into the incinerator which is oh, which is Bristol City <laughs> FC Bristol <laughs> and I I knew oh, I no. was probably never going to get to play to, to watch that toy play yeah. like it should have done for Stoke <laughs> So a left back, yeah. ideally. Yeah, a really good left back because of the importance of him in uh, the squad. I'd like another right back as well, which doesn't mean I hate Tom Edwards, just before people put words in mouths. Just just means you hate Morris Bauer. Just means I hate Morris Bauer and his terrible, terrible haircut. 
<laughs> I mean, it's funny the the number of players who we do need to get rid of and we haven't got rid of as of yet. There is a there is one or two who uh, I don't know. I thought. Well, I say I thought we would have got rid of. I don't know who would buy him. Like Bauer, I don't know who's going to buy him, but we just assume that they are going to go. Um, who's going to buy our players? Uh, is Mark Hughes? No, Mark Hughes isn't managing anyone yet. That's problematic. We could do with someone hiring a really bad manager and just shipping players off to them. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I agree with Scholes. Scholes has said on this that it's it's a lot harder to sell players than it is to sign them because of the lack of control um, that you have in this scenario. But I, I hope someone does, and I hope they all get nice new homes, and I hope everyone's happy. <laughs> nice Every, everyone gets the Toy Story 3 ending. <laughs> Every, exactly. And that's all we can hope for. All we can hope for. And I hope that this season is as good as Toy Story 4. Because it was really good, Tom. Um, we might do this again if we sign <laughs> another player. Who knows? Or we might just hope that Dave comes back and takes this control away from me. <laughs> I mean, I've still got to edit this. And I don't know if I'm going to put music in it or whatever. It could. End- Who knows what this could end up being. Um, it's been fun, though, Tom. It's been fun. I'll... Um, Let's wrap it up. Is there anything you want to want to plug, promote? Do you want to promote Expected Kilns? Yeah, if you haven't already, go follow that account because I'm doing pre-graphics and bar charts and scatter plots like everyone loves. Um, also, I've got something coming on, on Lindsay coming out soon, which should be good. I'm quite pleased with it. He's quite good. So read that too. Exciting times, exciting times ahead. Um, all right then. Well, I will wish you all a happy evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this. Go watch Toy Story 4. Have a nice time. Um, and more importantly, go on Stoke.